Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. You are listening to, I'm going to say, the only West Bromwich Albion and Wolves podcast that you can find on the internet. Merry Christmas, JV. We're into December now. I know, man. Merry Christmas. The festive spirit in full flow. Absolutely. I think in this week's episode, we will be diving into a December run of fixtures, hoping to find out what's behind <laughs> each door in the December calendar. However, I think it'll probably be nil-nils with a run of <laughs> five games since either team scored, um, if you combine them. Two consecutive nil-nils for Wolves, two consecutive nil-nils for Albion. Um, uh. yeah, goals goals will be on every Black Country fans Christmas list. Um, that was all right, wasn't it? That was a decent... I like that. Christmassy intro, very, yeah. Very good, mate. Very good off the cuff. I like that. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'm a showman, clearly. If anyone um, who can pay far more than the nothing we get paid is listening, yeah, you know, give me a shout. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick that one Hol- straight. Holler. Yeah, holler, <laughs> holler at us. I'll stick that one straight <laughs> at the top of my uh, show reel. So, yeah. JB, without further ado, let's jump straight into a trivia question. Um, I was looking at this question thinking, have we done this before? Is this one that's been on the pod in the past? And I don't think it is, but we've had one fairly similar. But there's a name on this list that I would remember if we'd mentioned him on the podcast. So we have done this list. Which four players have scored... Wait, let me start that again. Which Brazilian... No. Again, anyone who was, you know, interested before, don't listen to this bit. Yeah, they might have just backtracked a little bit now. yeah. They've gone back to um, Gary Lineker for match of the day. (laughs) This close to a big phone call there. Which four Brazilians have scored Premier League hat-tricks? There we go. Nailed it. Which four Brazilians have scored Premier League hat-tricks? So, I want to let you have a couple of guesses and then I'll give you three of clubs because it's going to be hard without the clubs. Yeah, Um, sure. And that, yeah. Couple of them are Brazilians, Brazilians, Brazilians. Okay. Um, well, is Firmino Brazilian? Is that a stupid question? He is Brazilian, yeah. He's got to score a hat trick, hasn't he? He has. Right, excellent. That's one. This list okay. was done in 2019, by the way. So if there is anyone since then that's Brazilian that scored one. Okay. But, but Firmino's on that list in 2019. Firmino's on yeah. that list, yeah. He is on okay. that list. Okay. Yeah. Is, is William got a hat trick? No, and I'm no. surprised okay. by that. Yeah, I've, I, I thought. Oh, yeah, he's definitely got a. Couple, he must have got a few braces along the way. Yeah. Um, Remember, he got a brace on his Arsenal um, debut. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so for me, yeah, okay. I'm trying to think that unless I'm, I'm mistaken, and again, people might scream me. I don't. Think there's been a, a plethora of like Brazilian strikers in the Premier League. No, there um, hasn't. Which is kind of. Now there's what now there's one that I'm gonna throw out there and this is my left field guess um because he was a bit of a flop but I've I've got an image and I don't know if I'm getting mixed up with another striker that they had. Did Afonso Alves score a hat trick for Middlesbrough? Oh my word, what a shout! In the eight-one demolition of City in two thousand and eight, yes, he did get a hat trick. Oh my god, that's that is incredible nice. shout! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can we switch? just wrap up? Should we just wrap up the pod now? Yeah, thank you for listening uh, to this week's episode. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Black Country. I remember because JB's I'm, got I'm, a mastermind yeah, show to go to. <laughs> no, I remember him. I, 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 yeah, I remember Afonso Alves. I think he cost about. 
eight, nine million from here and Veen. I think he's how he started Dutch team. And I wasn't sure if he was a Brazilian Dutch international or the other way around. I wasn't yeah. sure, but I, I remember being a bit of a flop. But yeah, okay, I'll take that. So that's two out of the four. Yeah, I'm actually um, impressed. Oh, crikey. Brazilians. I don't want to just throw the only Brazilians I know. I don't, I, I'm not going to say, I don't think Janino got one. Um, no, Janino didn't. No, no, I don't I don't think he did. Um, one more Brazilian. Right. Has, has Jorginho got one? No, Jorginho hasn't got one, no. No. He's too deep, really, isn't he? Yeah. One of the remaining names is is a current player. Jorginho's um, Italian as well. I think he might have... Oh, sorry. Why did I think he was Brazilian? I think he probably... Well, with a name like Jorginho, he probably does have Brazilian heritage. But no, one of the players who still plays is... Sorry, one of the players on the list still plays. One of them plays anymore, but he's definitely... Oh, Coutinho's got a... I know, it's Coutinho. He's not not on there, and... He must just never have scored three, but I remember him scoring wow. loads when he was at Liverpool. So, oh, yeah. okay, that's, and he okay, left that's way bl- before 2019, so he's definitely not. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's blowing my mind a bit. I thought Coutinho would have been one. Um, um, so, what, one still actively in the Prem? Or yeah, one still actively... actively plays, plays most weeks for his club. Oh, I mean, I can think, I can, I can think of Brazilian, Brazilian. Oh my goodness, mate, Richarlison. No. no, no, and again, I have double checked the list, um, and it yeah. hasn't changed since 2019. But yeah, Richard, uh, not in there either. Do you want me to come back to you later with the two? Okay, let, let me let, let me have one more. Did did Rubinho get one? Yeah, for Man City. Three, yeah, three out of four. Very good. He okay. did. Okay, against Stoke oh. on the 26th of October 2008. Oh God, that's a while ago, isn't it, Crikey? Ten, okay, ten year gap before any Brazilian got a hat trick again in the Premier League. Um, and then is that was, the one I'm missing? No, no, you've got that one. And then there was, there's been one since Roberto Firmino got one in December 2018. There's been one since then, and that player is still playing in the Premier League. But okay, yeah, let, 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 let's come yeah. back to that one. Okay, JB. So yes, Wolves have had two nil nils in their last two games, yeah. but it's three unbeaten, four unbeaten for Wolves. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the last time we convened uh, would would have been after the Palace game. Yeah. Um, which was obviously a really poor, poor performance, and Palace just 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 dismantled us really and, and did an absolute number on us. Um, and then we sort of um, played West Ham, who, who were in really, really good form, and we did pretty much to West Ham what what Palace did to us. We were superb. We we're on the front foot for the whole game. One um, nil, I think. I think flattered West Ham. To be honest with you, we were really, really good. It was a superb. The performance of the season for me by far, and um, the fact that we were able to to have. A, a really sort of solid, classy ninety minutes and follow it through with three points, which is what I'd been missing early on in the season. So that for me was the performance of the season, really good base to kick on from. And then we hit Norwich, um, and I didn't actually watch the Norwich game. I was out, so I've had to rely on watching extended highlights, reading a lot of reports, speaking to a lot of my, my Wolves friends and family who would provide me with sort of really unbiased reports who, who, who sort of um, reviews I can trust if you like could you uh, um, put me in touch with these non-biased Wolves fans because I'm uh, I wish I knew so <laughs> i tell you what mate you've got some nerve you then roasted the Derby and glasses um, and, <laughs> and and and, it's, and to be honest from what I can gather mate it was awful it was awful by all accounts yeah. I saw a stat thrown around that I think we had five shots attempts on goal I'm not going to say shots attempts <laughs> and that was and that was the lowest attempted amount of shots against Norwich 
either ever in the Premier League or in their last oh, wow. something like 200 games or so, something along those lines. It, I'll have to try and dig it out, but it was, it was an awful stat and it was just like, what are we doing? Yes, they had Fair that sort of... For Norwich, man, they are so yeah. bad. Woeful, woeful, mate. And to but be honest with you... To be fair, under Dean Smith, they, you know... They, they, yes, they, you know, the, the, but... yeah, the, the new manager bounce and all that, it's other consideration, but to... to, to, to have such a fantastic performance against West Ham, have pretty much a week's rest, yeah. um, you know, and, and then turning that performance against a team that, that are really struggling, um, are poor, are likely to go down um, with no intent. There was no intent whatsoever. It was just so flat. It was negative from the off and there was, there was no spark whatsoever. For me, it was, 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 was unfigurable, really, really poor. Um, and then you put it in a box, you go, do you know, it's one of those, new manager bounce away from home, I mean, on the face, you take a point, another clean sheet, you move on. Um, and then you've got Burnley at home, and, and you think Burnley at home, yeah, okay, we're missing Neves, Dan Dunn's Bredentz was out with COVID, but there's still enough in our start them to, 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 to put them to bed. Um, and it was a much better performance. I thought the performance last night was, was, was good, generally. I thought, you know, we, we played with intent. I don't think it was an outstanding performance, but it's just the imagination. But I thought it was much better than Norwich. We, we, we had plenty of possession, plenty of, of clear-cut attempts. Um, but the, the, ultimately, the decision-making in the final third cost us. Um, and, you know, the, the biggest culprit, again, was a Dharma I, I can see the look on um, your face. You, you're pondering whether to out him once again. Yeah, but, and I don't yeah. like outing individual players, but this, this guy just he's frustrates like no other player I've known. When he wants to be on it, you know, he's, he's fantastic, but he just has not got that football brain and that end product. There were a few times, you know, I don't know if you watched the game, Kieran, or you've seen the highlights. or, or, I've, or you've... I've seen the highlights, mate, yeah, but both highlights. Yeah, um... yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, well, what, wasn't, wasn't much, yeah. So, that, you know, first half, we broke away from a corner, a Darmatoria one-on-one. So, we're team two-on-one yeah. in terms of us. All he's got to do is play in the most basic slide rule pass to Jimenez. Jimenez has a clear run on goal and nine times out of ten, Jimenez scores. He's gone at himself. He's lashed a shot against the bar from, from the edge of the box. If he goes in, we're not talking in this way, but he didn't. And ultimately, that decision was poor. There's a couple of times in the second half when he's had chances to do things in the edge of the box. He's dilly-dallied, got caught with it. And then, then there's an, the other one, which, which was one of those phone-on-the-floor moments, was... He's picked up the ball just inside our half. He's burst past four of their players. He has got acres, Kieran. I'm talking 30 square yards in front of him to drive it. He can get into the box, no issue. And he's tried to whip the, in across. The and pretty freedom much went, of the Molyneux pitch. Pretty much, mate. I'll have to try and find a screenshot of it. And he's tried to whip in across from pretty much the dugouts to hit him. And on the on, on the edge. And he's just like, what are you doing? And, and then all of a sudden, the frustration crept in. Bernie then... I mean, Burnley are very much, you know, two banks of four, defend from the foot. We know what you get with Burnley. But then all of a sudden, it was pretty much two banks of five, if you like, because they sensed there was 20 minutes to go. Let, let's shut up shop. Let's take the points. And then the frustration crept in, you know, crept in, sorry. Um, Raul Jimenez did what he does when he gets frustrated. Does what he, or Wayne, Wayne really used to do it a lot for England and Man United. Drop it onto the halfway line, pick up the ball really deep. Try and do things, but ultimately, he's not affecting the game. And there were a couple of times when, Eight Norman Samado got him down the wings. We did have a lot of joy down down the, the, the wings. And there was nobody in the box. It was him and as he's too busy on the halfway line doing things he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So there was there was poor decisions across the board. If you know, I don't want to be all negative, Nelly. I'm really trying not to be because, you know, ultimately, as we stand at the time of recording, we're sitting six in the league. If you'd have said that to me three months ago, I'd have gone, Crikey, snap your hand off. But 
you know, three clean sheets on the trot, you know, uh, Jose saw his turn out to be. I cannot sing his praises enough. What a goal. Yeah, what a player, is. what a signing. What a, what a player, what a super, six and a half million quid. Absolutely great shot stopper, superb distribution, plays as a sweeper, outstanding. And credit to the back three, mate, Kilman, Cody, uh, Soyis, excellent again. You know, three clean sheets. We've got the third best defence in the league. We can't argue with that. Um, but on the negative side, mate, we're not scoring enough. And there's, again, another stat that got thrown out yesterday. Third best defence in the league, third worst attack in the league. Oh, now, okay. so, so for me, you look at it, you go, oh, well, you know, third worst, third, third best defence, that's great. We haven't, pl- apart from the first three games, we haven't really played any of the top six. That, so was, this, my, so, that was my next question. It, it, yeah. listen, 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 it's credit to the defence. To keep a clean sheet in the Premier League is hard, so I'm not dismissing it at all. We've got a solid foundation, and that's fantastic. But to have, to have a third worst attack when, we're pl- when we've just played Burnley and Norwich, who are 18th and 19th, we haven't really had a difficult, difficult, I say really difficult, hard run of fixtures. You know what I'm going to bang, bang on about when I talk about December and the festive period, our run of fixtures. Five out of our next seven are against the top six. We've got our next two are against Man City, Liverpool and Man City. You've yeah. got an away game against Brighton wedged in in midweek. You've then got Arsenal, Chelsea. We've got Watford wedged in there. And then you finish the festive period with Man United. It's a horror run. Um, and it would have been great to get another four points on the board against Norwich and Burnley to have that little bit of a cushion. We didn't. And now there's more pressure on us to pick up the points in games where we might have had a little bit of a free can shot. I, can I stop it, JB? It is pressure on you, though, because it, from the outside looking in, yeah. the, the start... In terms of points on the board, yeah, performances haven't yeah. always been perfect, but in terms of points on the board, you're sitting sixth, yeah. you're in a really, really yeah. good position. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, so you've had a really favourable run. Anyone who plays fantasy football has had Wolves assets for a couple of months now because it was yeah. almost an unprecedented, um, I don't want to say easy run because it's yeah. not easy, but kind run of fixtures. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. If you play a kind run of fixtures, you have to then play a horror run of fixtures. Absolutely, so yeah. have done enough to go into this horror run of fixtures with zero pressure from the outside looking yeah. in? Yeah. Or have and your expectations changed now that you're sitting in sixth? I've, I think naturally your expectations change. I don't think there's any Wolves fan that can't say when you're sitting sixth and you've had a, you've, you've had a good, good spell of results which has catapulted you to within the European positions, looking ahead of you rather than behind you. Naturally, your expectation, even if you're not... If, I'm not saying we should be aiming for Europe or the Champions League. I'm not saying that at all. But when you sit in sixth in the Premier League, you're going to look upwards, not downwards, aren't you? That, that's natural as a football fan. 100%. Um, what I, I suppose I've worded it incorrectly. What I'm trying to say is, is that my worry is, and I hope I'm wrong because Wolves, particularly under Nuno, had a really great habit, should I say, of getting to December, having. We've always had. I'd, I'd love to, to, to um, screenshot our fixtures over the last four years in the Prem. Of our festive fixtures because you we always see Liverpool every December. <laughs> we do. Our, our, back, Man, United, yeah. Man United January, we always do it. it and then you draw Man United mirror. in the cup and then you get a yeah. replay. You have it's the same images from Christmas always, to June. We always play Chelsea in December because of the Chelsea <laughs> game a few years ago that catapulted us into Europe because it turned our season yeah, around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like for like. And I'm hoping that the the Nuno effect in those games will sort of be the Bruno effect in those games. We do pick up a couple of, you know, shock results and we're okay. My worry is, you know, being a bit pessimistic, is I think, you know, apart from Brighton and Watford, you wouldn't expect us to get many points out, you know, out of the other games. 
And that could potentially just see us get to January and us slide from six down to somewhere like 14, 15, because it is tight in that middle ground. Um, but there's no point looking ahead and being negative. You've, you've got to take each game as it comes. It would have just been nice to have taken advantage of the burning Norwich games more. That's what I'm getting at. I think on paper, those two games for me should have been two wins. I think we had enough. Yes, there's a lot of injuries. I've, I've stepped back from it because I've hammered our recruitment. Our bench has been honking most of the season. But I think any team with seven first teams out in terms of Neto, Johnny, Bolly, Marcel, Podence, Neves, and there's another one that I'm missing out. Um, there's another one who I can't think of. There's the seven first teamers. I think any team yeah, would end up having Mosquera, that's the other one. Yeah. I think I think any 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 team would end up having a few kids on the bench. So I, I, I'll step back from that a little bit, kind of thing. I, 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 so last night I was like hammering the recruitment a bit on the group chat, but seven first teamers out, that's going to be difficult for anybody. Um, but I don't want to get carried away in terms of looking in and going, oh, shit, we're banging trouble because Wolves have got a habit of pulling things out of the bag, you know, particularly around Christmas and stuff. But I just hope that we don't live to regret not picking up more points and then get into January, City maybe mid to lower table and looking over our shoulder rather than going, bloody, if we'd have got them extra couple of points there, we'd have been a little bit more comfortable. That's the yeah. worst case scenario. That's worst case, Kieran. Yeah, the just, one, one thing I will say is that football fans are so reactive and I think we'll talk about this when we get on to Albion. Mm. Football fans are so reactive that you can just guarantee that yeah. actually the amount of points per game will drop over the next seven games to what it has been yeah. 12 or 13. That's going to happen naturally. Yeah. There will still be this outcry on social media and maybe at the ground of, ah, oh, Bruno's, Bruno's lost it. He's, he's not as good as yeah. three games. Yeah, yeah. And I, I almost get tired preempting that with football clubs. Sure. And I think Wolves fans need to look at it as a zero pressure situation it, it does surprise yeah. me here that, that the pressure might be on and also i, think I haven't heard fans, that kieran i i haven't heard that i don't you, know I, you, I mean I you, you said that. you said it you said it it puts the pressure on not picking the points oh sorry right oh, yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah, thought yeah. meant pressure on bruno sorry i meant pressure oh, on bruno, no, no. oh god no i think he's oh, yeah. the safest manager in the in the league outside yeah 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 um, 100 so yeah sorry pressure as in there where they are in the league yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. Job. um and I think you've got to be realistic as well. Of the current top six, yeah, you've got West Ham, who yeah. might might stick there, to be honest. Other than that, you've yeah. got traditional top six teams. But then you've got Leicester, Spurs and United currently sitting below Wolves, who will re realistically expect to finish above Wolves. Of course, of course. So when, when inevitably there is a little bit of a drop-off, I don't think it's fair to 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 hammer Bruno, and I can almost see it coming in in like two months' time. And I yeah. think Wolves fans need to appreciate the job that he's done thus far. Yeah, to have picked up twenty one points in the first fourteen games as a new man. Yeah. you know all the injuries. I think he's doing all right. No, no, spot man. That's a very rational way of looking at it. I think I think you've actually summed it up really well. To be fair, um, I, th I think I think listen, I haven't really heard much negativity towards Bruno. I felt a little bit indecisive at times because of just the, the contrast between performances, like the contrast between the West Ham game and the Norwich game in the same week. And the contrast that that could be put on the players rather than Bruno. The, the, the instinct is to go for the manager, isn't it? Um, but but generally, I think Bruno is fantastic. I really like his communication. I love the way he talks. I like what he's trying to implement. I just hope if he can get back in January, get some of his players across the line. I, I would be. 
I'm really looking forward to the second half of the season if Fosun do back him because he's got the credentials, you know, he, he, he's, he's got the players on side. The players seem to really, really like him. I listened to a lot of interviews from some of the players recently and the players are really buying into his philosophy. You can see that they enjoy what he's about on the training ground. You can see it on the pitch, the way we attack. I think, I think what it is, the poor performances have been really poor. You, 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 your Norwich, your, 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 uh, your Palace, uh, your, your Brentford, and naturally when the re- and, and that happens. That's football. That's I'm, I'm not I'm not saying every game should be yeah. six six and six out of ten and above. I'm just yeah. saying sometimes the contrast, particularly within the same week, has been stark. And that's where people have gone. Bloody, what's going on here? I'm not quite sure it's what I'm seeing. And I've been you know, guilty of that. Yeah. Do you know what I think it might be? Um, and by all means, disagree with this. I think yeah, yeah. we we spoke a long time last year about the writing being on the wall for Nuno. Yeah. And the reason that was, was those anonymous toothless performances where it, it looked like there was no idea, no game plan. Yeah, That Brentford game, that Burnley game, that Norwich game, they're a little bit like that. And it's almost like Wolves fans have got this... Yeah, it's a bit of PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. <laughs> you've got this battle start from last season. And it's almost the first sign of that. It's like, oh God. So they feel like really terrible performances. You're spot on. But, spot on. but, but yeah. I think it, I think it's totally normal for a new manager at this stage uh, to to put those performances in, and it's not Bruno Large's fault that Adama Traore couldn't pass that ball through to Jimenez last night. For example, yeah. but, you know, I, I'll be I'll, I'll be surprised if we see Traore in any in any meaningful capacity again this season uh, before taken, January. Should have taken the money a couple of years ago. This is what we said yeah. when we very yeah. started doing the pod. Yeah, I think we'll be lucky to get 24 him to be honest in Jan. But if he, I think I think you think can get 24 him in Jan, let him go. He's got a year left on his contract. See, see you later. I don't reinvest that. I don't think he's worth 20 with a year left on his deal, JB. I think he's worth it. Th- I'm only th- I'm, I'm based on the fact we paid 18 for him. You know, he, he has true, done bits. Yeah, I, I, I think I think if anything comes in between 25 and 30. I think I think I think I think I think a club will pay that. The, the silly money that's going know. around. Keith. It's not a secret that he can't finish. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. We're not the only people who've noticed this. Everybody yeah. in world football or anyone that watches English football can see he flatters to deceive, and he's actually yeah. not that good at football. I, I, I'm, I'm saying this now. I'm going to put this out there and, and say. Oh, I, I think. Oh, have I already said it on, on air? I did. I put it on our, our group chat. I can't remember. I think I think something's been done and sealed. I think I think it's 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 done, and he knows that. I think there's a club lined up and they've agreed a fee. Don't know who, don't know where, don't know why or how much, but I just get that feeling. The way that Large hasn't been playing him unless he's been desperate. Like last night, we had no players, so we had to play him. And um, the way the way has been on the pitch, looking a bit disinterested and whatever. I, I think he's done and he knows he's going somewhere. That's my personal opinion. Um, and if that's the case, great. Elusive personal opinion, but JV, and I hope that and I hope that money is being ready to be reinvested quickly. Well, that's my hope. We'll definitely get into transfers and recruitment as we near the January transfer window. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a very sore note at the Hawthorns as well at the moment. People looking back oh. at our recruitment and yeah. yeah. That's, anyway, probably probably the right yep. time to cross the Black Country and absolutely uh, head over to the Hawthorns. Oh. As I said earlier, two yep. nil nils on the spin. Um, I am, I know one nil loss before that. I was, I've said time and time again on this pod, I've got a season ticket um, at the Albion, but living in London, struggle to get back when they move the game to Friday night or Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And it is really frustrating, but you know, I, I go when I can. I was in the Huddersfield away end um, 
for that 1-0 loss, I've never been in as toxic an Albion environment ever. Wow. Ever. It was... It, um, there's been two games there where the mood has changed slightly. Uh, the Blackpool game, it was very much directed towards the board. Um, and then in the Forest game, I feel like it was... It maybe wasn't as toxic. Home games maybe aren't as toxic. It, it's hot. And like I said, I've only gotten to a few home games because they keep moving the kickoff times. Um, yeah. But it was a weird experience that there was there was genuine anger towards the players, towards uh, the manager, towards the system, towards the result, obviously. But it was we we as you do on an away day. We started loud. We started. Um, you know, really full of beans. And then that early goal really took the wind out of ourselves. It was one of the funny... I'd, I'd laugh if it happened to any other set of fans. So I've got to laugh if it happens to us. A, a chant that we often sing is, here for the Albion, you're only here for the Albion. Because we're in the championship, we are the big draw. Like in nine times out of 10 in a fixture, we're the big draw. So whenever we're singing to another set of fans, we're singing, here for the Albion, you're only here for the Albion. And Huddersfield scored before we'd finished. That was <laughs> <laughs> awful. Brilliant. It was awful. Um, but yeah, I'm talking about the Huddersfield game because yeah. the last two games after that were a little yeah. bit anonymous. But Take those as a package. So one nil loss, two nil nils. It comes back to this point that we've made time and time again. The system needs a proper plan B. The system is fine. The system works. The system doesn't work against a low block. But keep that system. Keep the Valball system. It's fine. But just switch to a plan B that it's totally distinct from Valball. Keep Valball up your sleeve. Switch to a plan B, which is not... Val ball, but playing a few more passes, which is essentially what we're trying. Like, it, it, yeah, yeah. And, and we've sort of abandoned the high press, which is the best thing about Val ball. Uh, I wouldn't say abandon the high press, but it's not as um, intense. Intense. It's not as energetic as it was. Uh, and I feel like I'm banging the same drum here, but I just think we need to have a change of formation it's not rocket science and i, I like how principled valerian ishmael is as a manager that you know having strong principles is is closely linked to building your identity as a club you know planning long term all the things that i've spoken about in the past wanting for albion uh and it's just a little bit it's a little bit frustrating to see it so militantly employed when he clearly doesn't have the players to do what he wants to do. He needs a number nine, and this is why recruitment is a bit of a sore, sore issue. He does yeah. need a number nine. Whether that is Dwight Gale, I don't know. I've seen that name linked again with the Albion. Great goal scorer. Mm. Not sure he's a number nine for this system. Daryl DK, that seems to have disappeared. There'll be a few more names that come up in January, but the first thing I would do is sign a number nine. Uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't prioritise one or the other, really, but we need a central midfielder as well. Malumbi, suspended for the weekend. Livermore, suspended for the weekend. Snodgrass, frozen out, apparently, leaving in January. We've not had a game since that's come out, so we'll, we'll yeah. see that one. Um, Alex Mower has spent a lot of time out with injury. We've got a young lad called Kevin Castro in the in the academy who, who has appeared in a matchday squad, but isn't like a, you know, supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. We, we need a striker, we need a central midfielder. And it, I think that's all we need to be playing proper foul ball. But it's, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, I don't know if he'll last to the end of January if something doesn't change soon. That's yeah. the feeling at the club. It, 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 it feels, I mean, obviously, you know, I 
pay a hell of a lot more attention to the Albion nowadays than I ever have done, you know, based on, on, on this podcast sort of thing. And obviously, so I see things floating about. I, I do try and watch. I watch the Forest game. Um, I didn't catch the Huddersfield game. I, I, I relied on my colleague from work, who's a Huddersfield fan, who obviously went. They the were great, gets, by the way, the Huddersfield she, she, fan. She, 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 she gave me the lowdown. She said, you're apparently the worst fans they've ever had at the, 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 their stage, apparently. Really? And I'm not even lying. Yeah, no, apparently. To be fair, yeah. Yeah. But an early I, goal I kills it. An, like an early said, goal it kills very, it. Yeah. An early goal kills it on an away day, especially. Um, and it was awfully toxic. I, I'm not surprised yeah. to hear her say yeah. that because it was really toxic. And what was the other game you've had? So, Forrest, what's the other draw you had? Blackpool. Um, Blackpool, of course, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't really say say much about that one because again, I just, I just went on what, on what I saw. Maybe but, I watched but, them both, and I can't say anything about the nil nil. I know, I know. For me, I, I know we, we, we obviously for everyone that is us refer to our group chat. There's a group chat between myself, Kieran, my brother uh, George, who's appeared on the pod, and my cousin Esso, who we're getting a bit appeared on the pod. And we often talk things about things, and we, we took, we spoke quite in depth with you the, the other week about the Albion, um, and I just feel that. I think I put it in that in, in that message that it seems to me that over the course of this season so far there's been a couple of standout results, but apart from that, you had a couple of wins that you scraped by, and then it seems like a lot of teams have had Albion's number since they've kind of understood the Val Ball thing. There's been a lot of draws, um, and that hasn't been anything that stood out. And you've kind of slipped away from that top two. The, the teams behind you have closed that gap. They they they're getting really. I mean, I'm assuming top of my head, I haven't got the league title in front of me. If Coventry beat you tomorrow, they leapfrog you. We're, um, we're fourth, JB. Oh, yeah. You Yeah, you asked me a few weeks ago, um, maybe last time we did the pod, time before that maybe, you said to me, "Do are you looking over your shoulder? And I said, no. I yeah. said, I'm not looking over my shoulder. I'm not I'm not convinced they'll catch us. I think we'll, be, we'll get it together. We'll be all right. And we're now one point ahead of Cov, one point behind QPR, one point ahead of Blackburn. Um, I was yes, speaking we're, to. We're in a I was speaking. Trouble. Yeah. Side note: I was speaking to my colleague, the Huddersfield fan again, and they lost. She said QPR playing the best side she's seen this year. She thinks she thought QPR are fantastic. She, she was convinced they'll be up there. Um, there, there, bad. She thought they were excellent. But anyway, going to the Albion. Um, it just. I, I kept. We've, I've said it over the last few weeks. I've known that gap. The teams below you just kept picking up points. Blackburn had beat Huddersfield, and Huddersfield had beat so and so, and Stoke could be. And he just they kept on picking up those points and getting close and close. I didn't realise you were down to fourth. I, I didn't actually pay attention to that. For me, there seems to be a little bit of oh, what's the word? Uh, unrest, a little bit of disharmony. I don't know. I watched the Forest game. And I mean, apart from being, being, being a poor game, I, I, I just thought Albion didn't, didn't, didn't offer anything remotely dangerous. Nor did Forest, but it sounded funny every time. If I could have, if I'd have chosen win, I would have said Forest. I just felt they'd have, they'd have caught you on the hop at some point. I thought when Joe Lolly come on, I thought he's going to do something. Joe Lolly is. Uh, yeah, and, so I I was I was sat there thinking, oh for God's sake, when Joe when Joe Lolly came, yeah, I thought Villa yeah, yeah. going to win this. Then when Malumbi got sent off, it really handed the impetus to Forest. But I think on that, in actual fact. We we were not the worst side in that game. We were we were fine. We were as good no, as Forest. And no, no, I don't. Card and Steve Cooper saying in his interview after he was disappointed. I, f- I felt like that that game was there for taking. It's like not not really when it was eleven versus eleven. And then Jordan has an absolute sitter at the end to win it. I wasn't yeah. even going to say his name in this podcast. I had a chat about number nines earlier and never <laughs> that boy is not a number nine. Like I, I, I can't no. believe the chance he's missed in the last minute. 
No, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I, I, again, I might have come, around, come across wrong. What I meant was, like, there was no standout side, like, you know, Albion might have saved it. But I meant, like, I just felt like it was one of those games where Albion weren't going to score and no. Forrest probably would. Do you know what I mean? What, 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 one yeah, of those, not because, not because Ele- Forrest... 11 versus 11. I, don't, I think we could have played, been still playing now. And it's yeah. But I mean, I've seen a tweet come out, and again, I saw it the other day, and it just crossed my path, and I didn't message you about it, so I thought I'd ask you about it now. And I don't know if it's reliable or not, I don't know. But I've seen it because one of the Wolves fans quoted it, and they were talking about something. And it was from an, an account, something called like Albion Extra, or something like that. It looked like one of those legit fan accounts that might have a bit of in the know or whatever. And it basically, there was two or three or three or four players that have, that have had a bit of a senior players that have had a, a bust up with Val, but, but with Valenish Mail about the tactics and the, the style of play. So I've done apparently there's quite a bit of dis, you know, disharmony on rest, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And and it, it was quoted, it was a quoted source. It was from like an Albion extra account with know, maybe 10,000 followers or something like that. Mm. I just wondered if you'd heard anything along those lines or I've whether this, yeah, yeah, you'd seen that tweet. Thing. Yeah, I, I think I did see the tweet. Yeah, I've heard the same yeah. sort of things and Snodgrass has been reported by reliable sources to be um, maybe on the way out. So I'm, kind of putting two and two together may, or maybe people are putting two and two together and creating that story from the fact yeah. that the sale. I don't, I don't know. I think when there's a new manager at any club with radical ideas, it's going to upset the apple cart a little bit, especially when results aren't going your way. I yeah. said it time and time again, you can't devote yourself as a club to this level of identity switch and abandon it after three months. That is not how it works. You have to give him time. You have to give him at least another window. You have to give him at least till the end of the season, in my book. Um, unless, unless yeah. we're nine percent. Like, if we're still in the top six, you can't sack him. We sacked Darren Moore when we were still in the top six uh, a few years ago and ended up not going up. If we sack Val while we're in the top six, that shows to me with a new board and a new um, direction, we're still making the same old mistakes. And there's, yeah. there's rumours of parachute payments not being. Um, long for this world and I, I presume Albion would still get their two years parachute payment yeah yeah, yeah. but it's it, what we're doing now isn't sustainable so yeah yeah sure yeah. sure and you better play you know and the thing is if you don't go up you know your better players will go for how yeah. much you don't know you know you look at the Pereira deal which was what was it 12 was it, how much did he go for or do we do we not even know? I don't know. I that's, that's, he that's made a small profit on him, which is criminal because he's a which is criminal. That, 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 that's what I'm trying to say, you know. So even if you look at your, your I don't know, your, your Dean Garners or your, 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 I mean, I'm still a fan of that Callum Robinson. I do like him, um, you know. Yeah, and people yeah, like that, yeah. you, you know, you're not you're not going to get mega money for them, no. you know. And 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 will your owners, unless they're sort of going to reinvest that. It, it, the championship gets harder and harder every year. I say that because there's you get you you, you know who would have thought your Coventrys, your QPRs, you know you're always going to get your Middlesbroughs and your Stokes and teams like that floating around. You know Blackburn have been decent this season. Huddersfield, there's teams coming up. You know it, it's a difficult, difficult league the championship. And and like I said, that's why I questioned you on it a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, are you looking over your shoulder? Yeah. Um, those I mean, those teams sure. you've just mentioned there, by the way, um, yeah. all had their managers for a significant period of time. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Ab- but, but, absolutely. But even Cor- Corberans, but this is his second season. It, they could have sacked him last year at Huddersfield. They didn't. Um, yeah. You know, um, at Stoke, Michael O'Neill's been given time to build something, and that's yeah. working out in in their favour. And I just think we should do the same. I, th- I think Absolutely. we're built for short term success, 
and that isn't sustainable. We've got to change something about. Well, I've, just, I've just I've just remembered something. Um, so I've got I've got lots of work colleagues, haven't I? So another work colleague of mine who's a, who's an avid listener of this this pod. Shout out to to John Dreyer, who's a teacher who will work with. He's a massive Albion fan. Um, goes to most games and okay. I was chatting to him I was, I was yeah top bloke Johnny's we'll have to get him we'll have to get him on actually he's, he's fantastic we will get yeah. him on actually yeah. um I was chatting to him because I'd asked you the question um if they were to sack Val now or in a couple of weeks or whatever who would you want and I think you said to me Darren Moore no am I making that up uh, yeah, no I sort of did tongue-in-cheek yeah yeah um, okay and, and did you I was say thinking Vincent who's Moore? out there no. and I did say Darren Moore okay. I don't know if I said anyone else but I wouldn't yeah, okay yeah so anyway so I posed the same question to to, to John and he was literally he, he got a piece of paper he didn't even think about it did not even think about it literally wrote down a name turned it over said guess and I was like bloody hell he caught me on the hop a little bit I was like um Said, well, my, my, my brother-in-law, he said uh, Moore or Billich, and he sort of looked at me like like glazed over eyes. And I flipped, he flipped the paper, and he said Daniel Farker. He was like, I'd have him tomorrow. I'd have him tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then I just wanted just to pitch that to you as an Albion fan as well, where you stand with that. That's a great question. Um, I'm not sure Daniel Farker had been sacked from Norwich when you asked me. Okay. Yeah. So now he has been sacked. Now he has been sacked. Would I take <laughs> Daniel Farker? Um, I don't know if I'd take Daniel Farker without Stuart Webber. Um, and Stuart Webber is the, the um, technical director at Huddersfield. Sorry, Huddersfield. Norwich. Norwich, right. And he's overseen two promotions in really sustainable models of short-term success, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. one sentence to be saying, I don't, I don't want us to be built for short-term success. And then the other to say, <laughs> Daniel Farker. Yeah, yeah. A little bit um, tongue-in-cheek. But Daniel Farker maybe isn't all about short-term success because he really did instill an identity at Norwich. It's just how yeah. far could that identity take them and how far could that identity take us? Whereas I think sure. Mary and Ishmael's radical style of football could be likened to how radical... Um, Leeds or Wolves, not as good. That, let me make that clear. Leeds yeah, yeah, sure. Or Wolves or Brentford or yeah, yeah. Sheffield United. These different yeah. teams that get promoted stay up. Yeah, yeah. Norwich go up playing pretty football. They get relegated playing pretty football. There's no. Yeah, yeah, sure. That, Albion got promoted playing pretty football two years ago under Billich. We got relegated playing pretty football under Billich. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's it's an interesting one for me. Where I'm at from an outside looking in, and I don't know whether you agree, disagree. Again, feel free to, to come back at me. Huge game tomorrow night. Huge game tomorrow night. It's actually um, Saturday morning, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I wanted, sorry. It was a Forest game that was fought. Yeah, half. Huge game Saturday lunchtime. Massive, yeah. massive game. I know. Um, I, I was, I'm going on Saturday. I was checking the train times. It's a 59 minute train to Coventry. That's awesome. That's the easy. Um, I could probably get there here from, from London. This from, is from London. From London, I can get there. Well, I mean, it, it's on the M6. Say, say, hence, hence for, hence for to Birmingham. It's not far off that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But yeah, that's um, easiest away day ever. Yeah, it's a massive so it's, game. It's, so I carry it's on. It's a huge game. So let's assume you, let, let let's assume you lose. Okay. Yeah, the, that unless I'm again correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, that Saturday's game was the last of the the, the tougher fixtures, if if you like. That if I looked at the rest of December fixtures, there were fixtures on paper that you should be getting five wins out of six or four Reading, out of five. Barnsley, Reading, Barnsley, Derby, Preston, Cardiff, then QPR in mid-Jan. 
Okay. So they don't sound that easy when you have to read it out like that, to be fair. There's no thing to do in the Champions. But on paper, you, you should be looking at point. At what point do you, again, this is the, I'm always doing what, what, what I did with the Wolves sort of reviews or what have you. At what point, you know, if you lose on Saturday, but then you pick up three wins and things on Gidori, do you move on? At what point, if, if, if you lose on Saturday or, or draw, then you get a couple of draws and you start to fall to fifth to six things like that. Do you, as an Albion fan, do you, is there a point where you go, do you know what, enough's enough? Is that point when you drop out of the playoffs? Is it, is it the point where it looks like the players, the managers lost the players? Or are you staunchly thinking, do you know what, we've got to give him time, even if we drop to 12th by January? I know it's not going to happen, but do you get the point that I'm making? I do. If we were to lose every game from now until QPR away, yeah. I don't think you can support keeping him there. Yeah. If we are to be mixed in that period, you know, a couple of wins, three draws, a couple of losses, again, I would I would stick with him until yeah, yeah. until the wheels were to probably come off. But I I I, I don't think I don't think he will. Ha- this bad run will go on long enough for him to be sacked. No. I think I think he'll sort it out. And I think once we get to January, hopefully we get some bodies in the in the door. Bodies in the door. Bodies through the door. Bodies in the yeah. door. Weird. Bodies in the door. door. Yeah, bodies in the door. Um, yeah, that's not good. Early, early doors, if you like. So we play yeah, yeah. Cardiff on the second of Jan. If we could get a couple of bodies through in yep. on under the door <laughs> by by the 15th of Jan when we play QPR away that would yeah. be success in my eyes that would be a, a good a good measure of um, has he uh, not has he had a chance to bring his players in but a good measure of are we serious about backing sure. if you like yeah, yeah. you can't leave it until the last week of Jan because that you know the in, by the last week of Jan, we'll have played three more games. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth is our first game in Feb, so yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be thinking of sacking him. I think it just reached yep. the pressing the panic button. But there's unrest, and there's unrest for a reason. Things need to change, and I'm sure we'll come back to this time and time again. Okay, then JB, let's head towards home. Uh, but before we preview our next two fixtures, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to do vis-a-vis the trivia. JB, you got three of the four Brazilian players to have recorded a Premier League hat-trick. The one remaining player is a current Premier League player who scored his Premier League hat-trick in 2019. That's where we're up to. But who is it, JB? I think I've got it. To be honest with you, in hindsight, this should have been my first guess, really. Is it Gabriel Jesus? No, it's not. And I'm amazed that he's not on that Oh, crikey. Well, that's that. Listen, now that has thrown me. Now you're just gonna have to just give me sort of ten seconds because I was his name popped into my head. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's it, done. Um, oh goodness me! Oh wow! Um, Do you want another clue? Bear, bear with. Um, if I tell you who he plays for, you're gonna get it instantly. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 there? Is it? Oh gosh. It's okay. a London club. It's a London club. There you go. Okay, London club. All right. Um, Brazilian player, London club. Brazilian. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I, I am having a mind blank here. <laughs> it's oh. a London club, JB. 
North. Lucas Moura. Yes. No? Yeah, he's in Lucas Moura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going oh, to cre- down again. Then I crest- uh, to be fair, that's quite. To be fair, that that that. that oh no! He, I think he scored a hat trick in the in that champion. Was it more that scored a hat trick? He scored a hat trick in the Champions League semi final against Ajax a couple of years ago when yeah, Spurs like comeback win. Yeah. Yeah, comeback win. I didn't know if he'd done it in in the in, in the Premier. I did. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have got that without the North without the North London clue. Wouldn't have got it without without yeah. the North London clue. Well. Excellent. Very well, good. Well, well, JB, I want to stick with Albion for the preview and then you can yeah. take us home via Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool away, I want to say. We'll no home. 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 Yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, Albion play Coventry, as I, as I alluded to. Um, half 12 on Saturday, once again, moved to accommodate um, the fact Albion yeah. are a huge fish in this small pond. <laughs> <laughs> We're a big draw. Only here for the Albion and all that. Uh Bit of a derby. I, bit of, I know it's a funny a re- one, isn't it? I know. Yeah. It's, so we we have yeah. we have two derbies um, at Albion. Stoke isn't a derby, really. Blues yeah. uh, isn't a derby. Coventry isn't a derby. But when you're not yeah. playing Villa or Wolves in a, in any given season, it's quite nice to you know to. In essence, it's a Midlands make, derby, make West pretend. Midlands, East Midlands. Yeah, yeah. pretend. Um, and it's. I mean, as the crow flies, a very short journey from from yeah, Coventry yeah. to any of the West Midlands teams. Um, so I think a bit will be made of that. Um, four and a half thousand allocation for Albion, and we've sold that out. I've got to say that the support, Albion's away support, has been phenomenal, uh, despite the fact our away form has been patchy at best. Unbeaten at home, by the way, and lost our last four away from home. Or lost, well, we lost four in a row before Blackpool, nil-nil. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like uh, a moral loss, maybe. Um, <laughs> so I, how do I see it going? I, I don't know. I, it's, I, what part of me wants to say it will be the performance where a couple of goals go in early and we look really, really um, assured and everything's fine again. And then part of me thinks it's just going to be more of the same. We're going to struggle to score goals and... It, it, it's just going to be another one of those away performances. I, in terms of what I want from Albion, I want proper, proper Valball. Um, Coventry made Fulham look very, very ordinary earlier in the season. Um, so they are a very dangerous side, uh, but they also did lose, I think, was it 5 0 to Luton? Earlier in the season as well, they had, a, they, had a, they had a bad result at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we thought the oh, when we thought the wheels were going to fall off a little bit. Yeah, um, and it didn't. Yeah, yeah, they've. I don't know if they've won a lot recently. I haven't checked their fixtures, but um, we haven't been winning, and they haven't overtaken us somehow. So they can't have been winning many. I'll just double sure. So okay, two all draw with Bournemouth in the last minute. Of course, that was class. Yeah. So good. Um, that cost one of my mates 110 quid on an accumulator, Ooh. which is always funny. Um, sorry, Ben. Um, then Blues 0-0, Sheffield United 0-0. Oh, God, this is 0-0 all over, isn't it? <laughs> There's my prediction, 0-0. Yeah. Um, I would like Albion to play proper valuable. I'd like the front three to be Philip. Nah, not Phillips. I'd like the front three to be Robinson, Diangana and Grant. Robinson through the middle. Um, I don't want to see Jordan Hugill in an Albion shirt, uh, but I imagine he'll come on at 60 minutes because that's that seems to be a premeditated substitution that yeah. Val won't waver from. 
I don't know what more there is to say. Oh, central midfield. That would really be interesting. It might be Adam Reach. It, mm. Because Malumbi's injured. Sorry, Malumbi's suspended. Jake Livermore's suspended. Snodgrass has apparently had a falling out with the manager. But Val likes left footers on the left and right footers on the right. So do we have another player who can play the right side of central midfield? Maybe, maybe Matt Phillips? Could Matt Phillips be disciplined enough defensively to put in a good performance away at Cov? I don't know. I, I And again, this comes back to the problem we had with Wolves earlier. Is it recruitment? Is it poor luck? What is it? I think two red cards, or three, in fact, three red cards in five games isn't isn't good enough. That's unforgivable, really, from an Albion perspective. And it's really exposed our lack of squad depth in that area. And I think that's a symptom of the system. Um, he does ask a lot from his central midfielders. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to put my neck on the line and I'll say backed by a huge away support, we are going to kick off a bit of a recovery and put a bit of distance between us and Coventry. And I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. I think we're going to keep that really impressive defensive form up and I'm going to go for 2-0. JB, you're... Impossible. I feel like I say this a lot, to be honest with you, mate. I, I get pe- pe- I'm betting people against sick of me saying it, but it is one of them fixtures where you can, you can go anyway and no one would be surprised. I think the odds will be really tight. If we look at the odds, I'm guessing there's nothing in the odds at yeah. all. Um, I Even before you said that, that, that most of uh, Coventry's games, last few games have been draws, obviously Alvin had a lot of draws. I just feel like, I, I think I think they're going to, you're going to cancel each other out. Um I think it's, I think it'd be a decent game to fail. I'm, I'm I'm going to try and catch it um, if I can. I haven't got any plans Saturday actually. Uh, the misses at work, so I'm going, to, I'm going to try and catch up before watch the Wolves Liverpool game. Um, but I'm going to go for for one all. Um, I'm going to go for one all. I think the the run of draws will continue. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Cobb will be really up for it. They're going to sense blood a little bit. Um, you know, Albion are on the back of some are coming off the back of some some. Difficult and results and performances. Um, Coventry are sort of, you know, doing sort of fighting above their station, if you like. So I think I think it's going to be tough for Albion. I really do. I, th- I think I think I think it's going to be a, t- a tougher game than, than what people might think. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for one all. Um, and I think I think you'll cancel each other out and and, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, word on the odds, by the way. Coventry are just over two to one. Albion seven to five. So yeah, it's yeah, pretty tight. Good value on Coventry there. Yeah, yeah, de- de- uh, decent value that is. Yeah, I very good if value. The, if I was, a I never bet on the betting, early kickoff though. Never bet on the early kickoff. So a real betting man, I think I might be laying Albion at, at seven to five. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. But as yeah. an Albion fan, I think I think we'll have enough. But as a sensible yeah. man, I think that'll be a tough one. Um, yeah. But <laughs> those rose-tinted glasses. Uh, <laughs> is there a tougher fixture on paper? Um, well, Man City, I suppose, is just yeah. tough. But it, they don't make them much harder than Liverpool in the form they're in at the moment. No, mate, Liverpool are, are outstanding. They've, they've demolished the rivals last night, put, put them to the sword. Uh, they, look, they look fantastic. Again, this season, Liverpool do. Um the, the title race in the Premier League is going to be something else this year. I think it's, that, that Fios race is, is superb. Um, that will really go to the wire, in my opinion. Um, three, outstanding, three outstanding teams, all of which we've got to play in the next two weeks. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ironically, Liverpool are one of the only top sides that we 
since we've come back up, so in our fourth, fifth season, whatever it is, we haven't had managed to get a decent result against. Yeah. Um, we've always, of course, because they're superb, so we've always struggled. We've, you know, we've picked results against United, City, Arsenal, Chelsea. We've always managed to do that, but Liverpool have always just been that 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 that, that level, that step too high for us. Um, and unfortunately, I want to be positive and go, yeah, we, we can get something out of the game. Da, 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 but I, I believe in honesty on this pod. I, I just think the form they're in, um, that they're going to be going to be far, far too good for us. Um, you know, Jota scored a superb goal again. I yeah, think, I think, I think uh, yeah. will Jota score? That's the, that's yeah, I, the yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he will. Salah's just, 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 just out of this world. They're just superb. Um, yeah, our standing side, and, and you know, it's great that they're you know a, t- a team in our in our league really because you know, telling the Champions League is, is, is superb. They're a top top side. It's gonna be a difficult ninety minutes. I think he'll mix the formation up. I think he'll go three midfield because actually Den Donka, who you know, I do give a bit of stick to him there. He actually did, did all right last night. Actually, I thought he, I thought he did well. Um, so I, I think he play three man midfield of Moutinho, Neves, Den Donka play Huang a little bit off, off Jimenez and, and do it that way and, and not play the, the, the traditional front three he's been playing of uh, Huang, Jimenez and one of Trincao or Pudence or whatever. Um, yeah, so I think, I think I'll think go three man midfield to try and steady the ship a little bit. But yeah, it's going to be a difficult afternoon. I think Liverpool are by far and away one of the best teams in Europe and I'm going to go for a difficult afternoon at the Molyneux. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0 Liverpool. Ooh, I... I'd love to come with something fresh and innovative. Uh, I can't see anything but a Liverpool win. I can't see anything but Mo Salah scoring again. Yeah. Salah, Salah, Jota any time sort of thing. Yeah. I'm Salah coming to be despondent. I'm not. This isn't me going all Wolves are woeful. Liverpool are just superb. Yeah, we're we're talking about probably the... the I'd say the best team in Europe. I I, I think they are actually better than... Um, certainly, in in terms of attacking talent, I think they're they're better than Man City and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, they've they've lost less games than both of those teams this season, and I, I think I think there's probably no tougher fixture than Liverpool. Yeah, I, I'm going to go two nil Liverpool. I'm going to go two. Yeah, Wolves will yeah. do do a little bit to keep it um, tight, but I, I that's what I mean. I think I think the three man midfield try and keep it tight that way. Sit sit sit, sit one or two. Probably sit Neves deeper than what he usually does because he, he can play that role really well. So sort of let Den Donker do, do the donkey work um, and just tr- try and do it that way, really. But uh, yeah, I think I think it'd be a long afternoon, but you never know. But like you say, I agree with you, mate. Liverpool's superb side. And yeah, I think it'd be a, a long afternoon for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, the sensible bet is 2 0 nils once again. <laughs> mate, in, a, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be pleased if it was nil nil. No, 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 of Coming course. all that way in the cold, especially. Uh, JB, <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add before we um, wish, I was going to say, wish you a Merry Christmas? Wish you, wish you Not quite, mate. Listen, well. I, I love Christmas, mate. No, no, it's just yeah. me, but just a little bit. No, no, like, just, just, it, yeah. just, just good to be back. It's, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. So apologies to our followers that we haven't been. We've been really, really busy. Had lots on, but fingers crossed we can sort of keep it nice and tight and busy the next couple of weeks. We've got lots of stuff to get through between now and the new year. So yeah, no, just no, good no to be back, mate. Over the Christmas period, nice and tight. Keep, yeah. the, keep the ball rolling. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's yeah. it, pal. JB, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, Top, thank man. you for listening to the Black Country Ramble. If you've got this far in, you are excellent. 
thank you. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Everybody, you will enjoy do. Enjoy the games this weekend. I hope your team wins. If you're an Albion fan, um, have a fantastic week. JB, I'll see you this time next week. Take care, buddy. 